You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, a very good Saturday morning to Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us. Steven Strom here. Tough, tough, tough loss for the Marlins last night. Led 1-0 up until the ninth inning. The Pirates played it three in the ninth and ended up winning 3-1. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. I don't know if I would constitute it as bad, but what I will say is this is a very tough loss for the Marlins here tonight who took a 1-0 lead into the top of the ninth inning. And A.J. Puck, who really, who he's had all-star closer type stuff this season, uh, charged with three runs in two-thirds of an inning. And unfortunately, the Pittsburgh Pirates snap a 10-game losing streak here in Miami tonight. They are back to 35-40 and 40 this season. Pirates score three unanswered off the Marlins in the top of the ninth inning. And this series is now leveled at one apiece here at Lone Depot Park this weekend. Pirates beat the Marlins 3-1. to one. This is the 10th inning show uh, with Jeff Nelson of Kyle Seeloff and Nelly. Before we go to the ninth inning, in hindsight now, Marlins had the bases loaded with a run home with one out in the bottom of the first inning. And looking back at the way this whole thing transpired, boy, they could have used a couple more there in the first, huh? Yeah, and you really didn't think Ortiz was going to make it through the game. You had him on the ropes in the first inning, and all of a sudden you just let him, or you bailed him out by only scoring that one run and then he was tremendous eight innings and only giving up that one run in the first but yeah you look back and you know there was some opportunities basically the first inning was the only opportunity that they had you know a lot of good innings after that for the pirates but it's baseball i mean you you got to think that okay they had a 10 game losing streak that's going to end sometime yep you know the the runners in scoring position the six games with no hit that's going to end sometime and it all did, and it just happened to be on the Marlins. I mean, look at last night, 4-1 to one ball game going into the, late, into the eighth inning, and the Marlins put together five. Feels you know, like it evens out, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, you, don't want to, you don't accept that if you're a Marlin, if you're a guy in that clubhouse. But at the same time, you're like, hey, we scored five off of them in the eighth inning when we probably should have lost the game. And they played it three off of our closer, who's pretty much been outstanding this year. Yep. And, you know, the Pirates had no business winning tonight, and they did. Uh, what'd you make a puck there in the ninth? How'd you kind of see it unfold for him? Well, I mean, there was a couple pitches up in the zone. Uh, you know, he comes in and then, you know, a couple sliders he winds up you know, giving a hit on and then, a, you know, a couple mislocated fastballs. You know, you had the double steal. So it's like one of those things that he's not a guy that's going to hold a lot of runners anyway. Yep. And, you know, you let, you had Palacios, he got on. Uh, the first hitter of the game, so, uh, you know, first hitter of that inning. Right. So then it kind of goes backwards. You get Hayes to fly out, but then McCutcheon works the count. I mean, he works it to a 3-2 count, and next yeah. thing you know, he gets a pitch that he's able to handle and just leaks it into the outfield. And then, then you have first and second, and, you know, it kind of opens up from there. It's just one of those tough losses. I mean, it'll eat at you a little bit if you're, if you're puck, and, and it should. You know, just some mislocated pitches, and then, then Floral comes in, and he throws a first pitch changeup to a pinch hitter in, in Americano, and I just didn't get that pitch. I mean, that, that one yeah, right the there to up. Santana, I'm like, what are you yep. doing? Or Americano, what are you doing? I mean, yep. it, he didn't even see you. He hasn't seen your fastball or your breaking ball, yep. and you gave him a cookie. All right, Nelly, I'll see you uh, mid-afternoon tomorrow. Yeah, it's a 4-10 first pitch, game three, Marlins-Pirates. Right, I mean, he still have a chance to win this series, and I think they should. 
I think they could certainly still take three or four. All right, Nelly, good stuff. Let's take a listen to the highlights from this 3-1 Pirates victory here tonight. Luis Ortiz versus Jesus Lazardo. Lazardo sensational tonight, so too was Luis Ortiz. Marlins had Ortiz on the ropes in the bottom of the first. Back-to-back -back singles by a rise in Soler, and after a strikeout of Brian De La Cruz, Jesus Sanchez, come to find out, would plate the only run for the fish here tonight. Here's the 1-0 to Sanchez, and he swings and hits a ground ball through the right side and a base hit. Arise is going to get the windmill from Jody Reed at third. Throw comes in. It's cut off. Everybody is safe. It's a one-out RBI single for Jesus Sanchez here in the bottom of the first inning. It's 1-0 Miami. And unfortunately, that is all the Marlins would get here tonight. Pirates left a man on in the first inning. Lazardo with a 1-2-3 perfect second. And then Luis Ortiz would really start to settle down for Pittsburgh. Both sides would start to go quietly. After the hit by the Pirates in the first, they would not get another until the fifth. Marlins had three hits in the first in their run scoring first. Uh, they got a hit in the fourth. They got a hit in the fifth inning. And this game just kind of went back and forth all night long. Luis Ortiz worked eight innings tonight. Jesus Lazardo, for the seventh time in his career, worked seven innings. Uh, Skip Schumacher did give him an opportunity to go back out there in the eighth. He walked the leadoff man, Henry Davis. And at that juncture, he was removed in favor of Tanner Scott, who... Uh, would go on to retire the side in order there in the top of the eighth inning. Marlins, again, just did not get a whole lot going in the way of offense tonight. So it was a one nothing Marlins lead going to the top of the ninth inning tonight. Palacios, the pinch hitter, leading things off for the Pittsburgh Pirates, dunked a single in front of Brian De La Cruz in left field after Cabrian Hayes flew out to left. Andrew McCutcheon singled. And then after a ground out by Connor Joe, oh, I'm sorry, Let's pick it up right there. Connor Joe would tie this ball game with runners at second and third after a double steal in the top of the ninth. Here's the 2-2 pitch, and it's a ground ball hit sharply out to short. Wendell's got it. No play at the plate. Throw to first is in time. Wendell had to drop to both knees. Immediately breaking on contact was Palacios. The Pirates have tied this ball game at one. And so after the RBI ground out by Joe, tied the ball game at one apiece, Puck would then allow the go-ahead run to score, and that came courtesy of Carlos Santana. Here's the 2-2 pitch to Santana. Line drive back up the middle in the base hit. The Pittsburgh Pirates have played in two runs here in the top of the ninth inning. They've got a 2-1 lead. An unfortunate ninth inning for A.J. Puck, who was then removed, and that was in favor of Dylan Floro. Floro came in, allowed a single to Henry Davis, and then Tucapita Marcano would play the third run of the night for the Pirates. First and second, two outs, and here's a line drive into center field and a base hit for Marcano and a pinch off the bench. Scoring from second base is Carlos Santana. The Pirates have got three unanswered here in the top of the ninth inning. They've got a three to one lead. And then let's see with Nick Gonzalez batting. Mercano tried to steal second. He was caught stealing two to four, and the inning was over. So the Marlins trailing by two, going to the ninth inning, facing the all-star closer for the Pirates, David Bednar. John Birdie popped out to short. Joey Wendell struck out swinging. Nick Fortes went down looking on a 3-2 payoff pitch, a blazing fastball at 96 over the outside corner. And the Pittsburgh Pirates win this ballgame by a final score of 3-1 to one here tonight. Totals from this ballgame for Pittsburgh, three runs, seven hits, one error, three men left on base. And for the Marlins, a run, seven hits, one error, seven men left on base. Luis Ortiz, sensational tonight, eight innings, a run, seven hits, two walks, five strikeouts. He collects his second big league win. A.J. Puck, 
is the loser now three and two. Jesus Lazardo sensational today. Seven shutout, two hits, one walk, nine strikeouts, and David Bednar's 15th save for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Start of this ballgame at 6.42 tonight. Total time of game, two hours and 21 minutes in front of 11,843 on hand. Really nice crowd at Lone Depot Park here tonight. With the loss, the Marlins 43 and now 34. Pirates snap a 10-game losing streak here tonight. They're 35 and 40 now this season are the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Miami Marlins pitching staff struck out 10 tonight, and that means that $250 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, 25 bucks will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down and listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the disappointing 3-1 loss to the Pirates. Uh, Skip, just I guess we'll start at the end, the top of ninth inning, uh, three runs there. What did you see from either your pitchers or what they did to be able to get those three? They got hits, um, but the stolen bases are what you know. Kind of uh, you know we got exposed again today, and um, you know really have to clean that part of the game up. You know, especially late in the game, and they took advantage of some some of our guys. Um, got him in scoring position and, um, you know, got the big hit when they needed it. So they did a good job in the ninth. Do you think Wendell had a chance on the throw home on the, I think it was Connor Joe's ball? Uh, Palacios made a great read on that. It's a contact play. A lot of guys will freeze on the line drive or one hop. Um, and Palacios did exactly what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to go on contact and uh, made a great read. So, no, I, once you go to your, you know, to the knees or the ground a little bit. Um, that's why you go on contact there, and that's why you go right as the ball struck. Struck, and um, he did a really good job by making that read. And there's we we had no chance there. Stolen bases has been a thing kind of you know all year, but it seems like maybe today is the one where it, it definitely affected the game. Is this maybe hopefully then I don't want to say a wake up call, but for the pitchers like hey, it needs to be fixed or else. Uh, we've had we've had conversations um, all year long, so I. Guess I have to message it a little bit differently um, to to figure that out um, because it's it's a real thing and especially late in the game and um, you give you know guys chances to get back into a game or to win the game and um, you know kind of affected the outcome tonight. Uh, another thing, the double plays first inning, you guys load the bases, you get the first run, then double play and they're just the chance to really break you open and really miss that chance and then what did you see there and then just little chances after that we didn't have much chances after that um Ortiz did a really good job uh the ball we had trouble getting the ball off the ground tonight in general um I think we had probably had close to a 70 percent ground ball rate uh as far as us hitting it on the ground um after that first inning Ortiz did a really good job of uh, keeping the sinker down and running it running it on our hands and us chasing maybe a little bit off um, but I thought the Ortiz did a really good job um, after that first inning to really shut us down and kept us um, kept it off the barrel, and we just couldn't get it out, off the ground and not in the air. Double plays obviously been an issue. Ground balls kind of up there. Is that a matter of like obviously the pitchers are executing a certain way, but also maybe pitch selection, or there's only so much you can do that you know if they're pitching well like that, it kind of lends itself. to Sometimes it's pitch selection. Tonight it was he threw pitches in the strike zone. We swung at him and beat him into the ground. And, you know, that's credit to, to what he had tonight. I mean, he had a really good sinker. We knew he had a good sinker, but um, until you're in the box, not a lot of guys faced him um, other than Davis uh, in the minor league. So, I, you know, nobody's really had too many at-bats against this guy. And 
he did a really good job of just um, throwing the sinker where he had to to get the ball on the ground, and um, you know we just had trouble getting in the air. Luzardo was very good today. Luzardo threw a really good game for you and the team today. He did. Yeah, um, yeah. He went obviously seven innings and went out in the eighth inning. Thought his pitch count was um, efficient enough. Where we, I thought I, he got in the eighth. Obviously, the walk to Davis cost him, um, you know, to continue. Uh, but I thought he deserved it with you know a really fast seven uh, seventh inning. Um, but yeah, he pitched great. Um, everything was working for him. I thought the changeup was excellent. Slider was excellent. Fastball command was. Um, as good as it gets. So, yeah, I mean, I thought he had enough to get the eighth inning. Uh, once a guy got on is, you know, when I decided to, to go with Scott. I think that was his first time pitching into the eighth in his career. So, I guess, you know, obviously probably not the outcome he wanted, but still that's another step moving forward. Yeah, seventh inning this year, I think. Um, not too many times if I, at all. So, uh, so yeah, he uh, – third time, you said? Third time in the – Third time going yeah. seven. Completing seven? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, yeah, so there you go. So, um yeah, he did. Uh, I just thought he earned the the chance to go in the eighth, and uh, so he just did really good. Before the season, you mentioned that with Jesus, you wanted to see him taking that next step. Um, after three months, wherein have you seen that uh, progress that you kind of wanted to see, or still kind of early to to say? Of course, yeah. I mean, he went eight into eighth inning today, right? And in Seattle, he made the adjustment of. I gotta throw something else, not just my slider. And um, you saw that his last start, and um, and now that with the changeup was it was so good again today. Now the slider's back to where it should be, and the fastball when you can com- command it, um, glove side and on righties, and um, you know on the top of the zone as well. I mean, he's really really good, and so he now that changeup now he has something going away too. Yeah, I mean, I think he's. I think there's still way, way more in there with that kid. He's 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 a really good pitcher. He's going to be really good. He already is good. He's going to be even better. All right, Jesus Lazardo. He went seven innings, gave up no runs, punched out nine, two hits, a tremendous start from Jesus Lazardo. Let's hear what he had to say following the loss. Seven innings, you get to go into the eighth. So I think that was the first time in the big league. Just how did you feel today? What was working, and how did you feel to get into the eighth inning? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, getting into the eighth was something important for me, uh, going deep into the game, and um, I felt good. I felt like I had all my pitches, um, just getting ahead, something that we've been working on, and uh, Nick did a good job back there just staying with me and following the game plan that we did, and, uh, you know, we had success. We were up 0-2 on Henry, and then he comes back and works the walk. Just where did it turn that way in the plate, plate appearance? Uh, I mean, I felt like I haven't gone back and watched video, but I felt like I made good pitches. Um, Felt like the changeups were very competitive. The slider was competitive. I felt like he might have had a good approach. Um, you know, obviously, he's a big league hitter, so um, seen me a couple times, and uh, yeah, he spat on some good pitches. But uh, I wouldn't take anything back um, just because late in the game, um, close game, I didn't want to make a mistake and you know have it come back and bite me. Skip mentioned going back from the two starts since the Seattle start, knowing that you can't just rely on, say, the slider. You can't just rely on one pitch to be able to start the work, the arsenal, and figure out the ways to incorporate everything. Mm-hmm. How much have you focused on that these last two and seen the results? How, how yeah. is it working? I mean, um, it's something that we've been working on, and I kind of got away from I felt like last year it helped me out a lot, just being able to use both sides of the plate. Um, going east to west, going north and south instead of just pounding one, one side of the plate and go, relying on two pitches. So, um, yeah, like I said, Nick's done a really good job with me just 
creating a game plan and following it and being able to, to find certain areas to use both sides of the plate with all my pitches. I think it looked, at least looking at the map, it looked like your four seamers were up in the zone where they should be and then sliders, you know, right below. Is that kind of, your location was pretty yeah. good today? Yeah, I would feel like. Um, I might have made a couple of mistakes on, on a couple um, that kind of maybe slipped out, but for the most part, I felt like the command is where we wanted it. Um, you know, just four seams at the top and in and um, sinkers and sliders down and change up, so. Uh, you know, we're not a pitching machine. I feel like sometimes we're going to make mistakes, but you want to limit those as much as you can. I guess how much, like, obviously you guys are different, but, like, seeing what Braxton did yesterday, how much are you able to learn from that that you took into your outing tonight? Uh, I feel like I'm able to learn a lot. Um, I feel like we are the t same type of pitcher for the most part. I mean, obviously he spins the ball way better than I do, and um, he has a really good sinker as well. But uh, I feel like I could pick up certain parts of his game, and um, I feel like we work off each other. So um, going in behind him, I feel like I need to make certain adjustments too because they just got to get a look at a lefty, um, kind of that, that slider hole, the sinker hole. But at the same time, um, I feel like he did such a good job yesterday that I, you know, I definitely picked up certain things on how to attack these guys. All right, we are right back at it. It's going to be a 4-10 first pitch, which means I've got Marlon's on deck at 340. But even before that, make sure to come out to the Biscayne Bay Brew Hall today at 3 o'clock for the Inside Corner live radio show. We will have Braxton Garrett, Kyle, and I will chat with him, and one lucky fan will walk away with an autographed baseball from Brax. You can ask him questions. So we hope to see you out there, as always. Thanks for rewinding with us, Marlins Nation. Let's flip the M together. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.